0: We'll learn a little bit Tilling first, then we'll talk. We'll learn the in, the in the first capital, the first paragraph, Tilling. Ashrei oish, asher loy holach patsas v'shoyim v'derach atoyim loy yonad loy shav loy tzim loy yosha. Ashrei oish. Let's try and understand what these two words mean. You see, there's a very a problem that has to be recognized, there's a problem that uh, the whole humanity, there's a problem that has to be recognized. When you look in the whole universe, from the simple biology that we know that we in high school or grade school or, or university the most advanced abstract theoretical sciences, you'll see, you're impressed with the laws of nature. Nature has laws. The laws of nature are, are so amazing. There is such precision in nature. You can take one cell, a microscopic cell, There's a book, the author's name, I forgot his first name, Lewis, Lewis, The Lives of a Cell. The head of the Memorial Hospital. There's a book about one microscopic cell, what goes on (coughs) in a cell that you don't see with your eye, you need a microscope to see it, the laws, the phenomenal laws that are in one cell. All nature's laws, to the farthest <clears throat> reaches of the galaxies that you cannot see with the, with the most powerful telescope. I mean, you have a, a complex, complex, there's no word for how complex the universe is. And how complex an atom is of matter, the smallest particle of matter that we know they break down the atoms to, uh, to what they call the electrons and neutrons and they break that down and they break that down further and they're smaller and smaller with laws governing it, you begin to read it and you lose you can't follow it but one thing comes out clearly that there are laws what's chas disease in the human body the most destructive disease is where one cell Goes haywire for some reason. One cell, for some reason, for some mysterious reason unknown to science, where a cell breaks out of its law, out of the chok, the law of nature, and the person from a microscopic cell, a person is destroyed. They're impressed. You see, in, in in the whole in the whole universe, you see laws. With the exception of one atomic speck of dust, the human being. What's the human being? In contrast to the universe, the human being is... Him you can also see under the microscope. From the moon, a microscope I don't think will help you to see a human being. A telescope also will not help you to see a human being from the moon. The human being mystery of the human being that he has deceived himself and deluded himself and has lulled himself into a belief that he's free, he could live without loss. Two mechanisms work to so distort the human being and deceive him. One mechanism is his fantasy. To fantasize. There is in the human brain how it works, what gives birth to it, what provokes it. We don't know, but a man has a koyachadimia. He can fantasize. I don't think a lion can fantasize. I don't think a tiger can fantasize. I think they live by the I'm I am do I'm not that expert in biology, but I think their the instinctive functioning animals They're hungry they, they catch their prey. They're not hungry. They don't, they don't sit and fantasize about a steak. The human being has in him a power of dymyon, which envelops his intellect, his seichel. Also, the human being has another ingredient, another mechanism, the power of habit. These two mechanisms can imprison a human being. You take a person who's on drugs, he's withering, he's dying, he's become a criminal, he's lost his family, he's betrayed his friends, he's betrayed his closest people. Ever read these stories? And he wants to save himself. And it's the most excruciating thing in the world. He's got that. I remember about uh, 20 years ago, I met a young man. I befriended a young man who came up to visit me. He's interested in learning, and he wants to learn, and he wants to be religious, and he wants everything, and he's really, really motivated, intelligent young man. Then at the end of the conversation, he says to me, but I must, all this is with one provision. He says, I want you to know he was a wealthy young man, he says, for me, the day we do it begins around 11, 12 o'clock. I can't get out of bed before that. I look at him, I kept quiet. Then I got to know him closer. So what's true. I can't get out of bed. I'm a late riser. 11, 12 o'clock, that's when my day rises. It was a spoiled boy. I remember when Rebenschel helped him, and one job is to get up 5 o'clock in the morning. So someday I got a phone call from his father, he says he had a terrible fright this last Shabbos. He thought that his son was sick or something, because five o'clock in the morning he heard a noise in the house, and he went out and in the kitchen he saw his son sitting and looking in a safer. He says something was wrong. He says son, is something wrong, Johnny. He said doctor this. But for years and years and years, the person himself was convinced that before 11, 12 o'clock, he was so imprisoned in habit. And he was willing to do everything but to break this little habit of getting up 11, 12 o'clock that he couldn't break. But finally, Baruch broke it. But what do I mean to say? It's because of these two mechanisms in a person, the Koyach of Dimye, fantasy, and the Koyach of Regilus, that a person begins to believe that there are no laws that govern him, how to make him work. I don't want to be redundant, but the fact <coughs> is that we live in a very sick world. The world's history, the world's record, the recorded history of the world that we have is a very, very poor record. I remember when I was a little boy, and I went to grade school, shivitana, so we didn't have any fancy English, we just learned the three R's reading, writing, and arithmetic. So. The teacher was explaining to us that there was the First World War. The teacher was naive. <laughs> he was explaining to us that the First World War was a war that was fought to end all wars. It was a world war. Is that war was fought, there's not going to be any more wars in the world. You know, I didn't know the, the teacher to me was uh, on a pedestal. I thought he was a very smart man. I said, but one war to end all wars. So then I saw there was the Second World War, and this was after the Second World War. The the, the world is on, on, on the brink of war, the brink of destruction. Why? Intelligent people. Accomplished people, wise people. Something is the matter. Man, man doesn't live by laws. Man doesn't live by laws. If, if you read a book, there's a book called The Guns of August, I don't know if you ever read it, by I think Barbara Tuchman, <coughs> she's a historian. It's about the history of the First World War. You think there was a reason to start the First World War? You think there was something important? You think that, you think it was like the Second World War, that there was a reason to add why did the First World War should be fought? <coughs> no, the Kaiser Wilhelm. He wanted to play cowboys. He saw himself as a general that he has to have ports in the east. He wanted the Russian ports, wasn't it? So the uh, Germans to said, the Drang nach ast, the push to the east. He wanted it, and uh, he saw himself. He was a in his uniforms. He was uniform crazy. right it. He used to have these uniforms to strut around. He wasn't the two wise man, the Kaiser Wilhelm. Mean, we had the Prussian Junkers, the generals. They were just cowboys, like in the movies. They were looking for a war. In fact, in fact, there's there's, uh, there's another book called the, "The Days of Our Years," written by a very interesting man, Pierre Van Passat. very. He brings in one chapter that in, in 1914, after the First World War started for no reason, but the war wasn't developing the way they wanted it. So English and French and German munition makers had a meeting. The English were fighting the French, English and the French were fighting the Germans. So they had a meeting in Switzerland for ways and means how to liven up the war, how to facilitate, how to get the war a because the war's not getting any place, to shoot here, shoot here, it's not the way they want them, they want a hot war after something exciting. All these things, on the most general way, testify to the inability of men to live by laws. This is true on a global scale in, in the individual life of people. Since the person is enveloped, his seichel is surrounded and enveloped by fantasy and by habit, he fails to see that he, as part of nature, must have chukim and mishpatim, he must have laws. He must have laws. He is the only isolated, single entity in the whole cosmos that lives in this fantasy, in this dimension. that he can do what he wants. He can eat what he wants. He can go what he wants. He can take what he wants. He can live as he wants. Governor Melech started off to tell him the first two words, "Ashrei Yadish. Ashrei Osha means happiness. Happiness doesn't mean that a person is in euphoria, that he's drunk. That's not happiness. That's not a normal state. That's not happiness. Happiness in a human being is something artistic. It's symmetry. It's it's a certain inner Ruchmi is the spiritual symmetry that a person has to have. A balance. If a person is a millionaire and it's cold outside, he's outside and he doesn't have a coat, his millions are not going to help him. He's freezing, he's cold. If a cold person has a warm coat, the warmest fur coat, and he's hungry, he's not happy either. Every, it has to have a balance, not only physical, but more so in is in spiritual, a person has to have a balance. A certain <coughs> range, a certain balance, a certain symmetry. And Dogoda speaks about this. And he says Ashrei, ish. Ashrei is plural. The happinesses of a man. The whole gamut, the whole range of happiness that is available to a man, he says in this posik, in this posik he explains, are rooted in three roots. Let's see the posseg. loy holach ba'atzas one. He did not walk, loy holach. he did not walk ba'atzas. In the advice, Rishoyim of the evil people. Two, He did not stand in the way of the sinners. Three, uvedmoshav in the congregation, in the sitting around, yoshav to sit. Of the lights, of the cynics, of the scorners, of the humorists—does not mean humorists? It means cynics and scorners. He did not sin. What does this mean? Let's go over it again. The Malach says that this symmetry, this happiness, depends upon number one. Every person is a whole. If you're going someplace. A person is in his life is fluid, seemingly. Especially a young person. An older person is settled in his career, in his ways, in his tastes, in his likes, in his dislikes. A younger person is fluid. He's shaping his life. You go here, you go there. Today you see it today. We live in age of in an age of mobility. All cross-country. You're going. People go. But people don't go by themselves. I'll tell you what it means that people go. People go with the hashkotha, they go with an attitude. I was fortunate to be near Woodstock when they had that big shindig in Woodstock. You got to see it. For me, it was a revelation. I had a house on a lake. It wasn't mine. Freud Katz's house, he used to have a house on a lake, right by a road, and I used to go there for a few weeks in the summertime. And that road was bumper to bumper. Couldn't get a a, a postcard in between the bumpers. (laughs) Bumper to bumper for miles and miles. Cars, campers, vans, The cars were packed. They were on the roofs. They were on all kind of people, all kind of boys and girls for miles. All I did was I saw here's my opportunity. I made my appearance by the side of the road. All the Jews greeted me. One guy called out from a car, <laughs> I pierced another car, I pierced another car, I heard a guy, I, 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 this is everything I've experience. I pierced another car, I hear a guy says, Baruch <laughs> Hu Hashem Was, whoever had Jewish feeling in them, reacted, Reacted to my appearance. And I spoke to the people, the boys, the girls. You should know in my heart it was a B'Av. It was a B'Av. I saw hundreds of Jewish boys and girls, hundreds. They were Hoylach, they were going. They were going, they were in the cause. Haha, they're going, they're cool, they're in it. They're going. They're, they're smashing idols. They're against the establishment. The establishment is hypocritical. It's full of lies. It's full of this. It's full of that. They're going to Woodstock. They're going to Mashiach. Woodstock was Mashiach. You can't imagine what it was. You can't imagine. On the bend, on the bend of the of the lake. It's a big lake, uh, a lake. Uh, it's one lake. So there's a big road. You could still see it's not far from our place. Coming down the hill, I couldn't see anymore. All around, cars couldn't move. Helicopters were flying on top. I don't know what they were doing with the helicopters. Somebody told me later on that they're dropping food down there. There was no food to get there. (laughs) They were going, where were they going? And all of them had one common denominator. They were going with a certain eights. There was a certain hashkafa. There was a certain attitude. It was not just going to listen to music. The music was, I think, the least the least ingredient. The music was like the wrappings on the package. But there was the package had something in it. They were looking for something. They were experiencing something. I mean, it was. But we know, by and large, we know. You know that, that, that if you go up the road from where we have our camp up at Happy Avenue, if you go up there a few blocks, on the side of the road, on the left side of the road, there's a little lake. So the fellow, the farmer told somebody, they used to go swimming there. You can't swim there anymore now. Why? You know why? Because when they went to Woodstock, they used that road too, they threw in so many bottles, there's so much broken glass that you can't go in there anymore. You can't imagine, all those roads, they were all going, but they were going by Tzass HaShoyim. They were going with the eight they had a certain advice, somebody said an advice, Somebody unleashed an advice and said we have to be against the establishment. It's lies. It's no good. It's not productive. It's not good for us. Our parents are no good. Nobody were out. What was the alternative? They were looking for a symmetry. They were looking for something better. You know, they spoke about love, schma, flower power, power power, whatever. I'll get to you. I'll tell you what it was. So, have a nice day. Who do you think brought around this, have a nice day? Because you call up on the information, on the operator, you call up, and yes, the operator, give me the telephone number today, i go to Israel on Beatman Street. She'll give you the telephone number and say, have a nice day. Who do you think brought that in? Who do you think brought that in? They never said in America, have a nice day. In the 60s, they're the ones that accomplished that, have that flower power. Oh, have a nice day, have a nice day. It's absolutely true. They are the ones that brought it in. <laughs> It never existed. I'm not saying that that's something bad to say to some random nice day. It's better than just throwing down the telephone. <laughs> <laughs> but what was wrong there, what was wrong there? They were going, they were going to something, they left something. They left something. They left something perhaps that was worthless, that was meaningless that didn't relate to the core of a human being, that didn't uplift a human being, didn't fulfill a human being. But what they went to was also nothingness. They were heilach ba'atzas ha'shoi. They were looking for a law of nature that would fit them, that would that would answer their problems, that would solve their problems, that would fill the vacuum in their nishama. But it was at v'shoi. will soon come back to what the laws really should be. So David said, the first thing is, you are a no, You mean you're a hunk. We are all hunk. From the minute we are born till our last breath when they bury us, we are going. First of all, you have to be careful. You have to be careful that the way you are going, that way, everybody goes in a way. Everyone goes in a way. Everybody travels in a certain way. You get into a circle. Everybody has a milieu. Everybody has a fraternity of friends. It's not just physical friends. The fraternity creates a certain way. Which way are you going? Dovah Melech says, in order to achieve symmetry in your neshova, balance, you want to be happy, first thing is, the world is complicated. The Russia tells you, a we'll go to Woodstock. That's Mashiach. Led Zeppelin. That's Mashiach. What's his name? Nick A Russia shtek tuner a nazi. Hi, the music is beautiful. Of course the, the sitracha has to have an attraction. But what kind of a person is it? So, Dover Malak says, the first thing is, you're interested in, in Ashray the balance of the person and happiness of the person, the success of the person, the true symmetry of the person, how to make the person work, how to make it function. Number one, you have to check out your premises. In whose aids are you going? In whose attitude, in whose direction? What is it? Two. loy The word chatoyim over here, the English translation for chatoyim means a sin. A sin, a sin. The word sin has as much meaning today, I you know, as as uh, as uh, an Indian border. Sin? who cares about the sin you go on a college campus you go with the guy and you tell him listen you're doing the sin he'll, listen. he'll laugh in your face <laughs> he'll think you're crazy he'll say get out of here you creep <laughs> tell him me do a sin but the word chet does mean an aver but we have to give life to it in terms of ourselves and you can't give life to it in what it really does not mean but they've got to get on in terms of our own time and our own, that that fellow shouldn't live. that you. you. have to understand what the word chet means. Originally, in, in, in etymology, what it means. There's a POSIC. Let me tell you first what it means. When you aim at a target, the bullseye, You don't hit the black spot in the middle and you miss it. So in Hebrew, you say loy hichti, loy hichti, shteit pusik, loy hichti is a maturah, b'shashay shteit, the same word means you miss the point. The word chek means a lack. A misdirection. You didn't. You didn't. You, you 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 didn't hit. You didn't go on the line that you have to go. Every person has a derech. Every person has a way of life, whether you like it or not. Everyone is a philosopher. Everybody has a philosophy of life. We get up in the morning, most of, of this city gets up in the morning, gets in the train and goes to work and comes home and watches a few hours of TV and goes to sleep. There are other people that sleep during the day, and they're out all night, doing whatever they're doing. Every person has a derecha, he has a way, he has a style. That's style of life. Everybody's an artist, and, and the artist is called a Derrick away. Why is it called a way? Because if the goal is happiness, who doesn't want happiness? Everybody's in search of happiness. If you want happiness, if the name of, 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 of the country, of the town that you want to reach is called happiness, so you got to travel on the highway. You, t- you go to a guy, what do you Go in a crowded train in the morning for yourself? What are you going on a crowded train for in the morning? You travel an hour and 15 minutes to Manhattan. You work from 9 till 5 o'clock, and then you come back on a crowded train. So Thomas, are you crazy? He says, man, I have to have money. What do you need money for? I've got to do this and this. I have to buy a car. I need to support my car. He's got to support his habits. He's got to support this. He's got to support that. He works for that. You'll go to a university, You'll go to Harvard University, Yale, and make a statistic of what the people are going to college for. You'll find out if I'll be kind and I'll be in a good mood, You'll, I'll say 80% of them, 80% are only going to make money, to choose a career. Maybe 20%, it's less than that even, are interested in an ideal. Some guy wants to have some new humanistic ideals. In. He wants to help humanity. It's much less than that. But everybody's going to for a career. What do you need money for? What do you want to do? I want to have a certain way of living. I want certain things out of the world. He wants to reach a certain goal. So he has to have a derech. Siddharth Aram Noach says, there are certain ways that miss the point. There are ways. You look you, in, in society, everybody's going on their way. It. I, I looked at a bottle. I was someplace, there was a bottle of Pepsi Cola. I don't remember the exact phrase. And I was so, think the Pepsi way. You think they're stupid? They show you young people. They're having the greatest time in the world. You sit and you look at them you say, I'm jealous. Look at them. Wow. and they're all singing yippee, and the wow on the screen comes in. A guy brings out a bottle of Pepsi, and psychologically, the, you connect the Pepsi with that type of life. And then it comes, and the bottle gets to your table. They pay millions of dollars for you to bank into your head that there's a Pepsi way, and then he can take the brightest person, and they'll put it on the table to say to you, think the Pepsi way, the, the Pepsi Derek. And the guy says, give me a Pepsi. <laughs> <laughs> you look, you look, you think you could learn so much. I go on, on the Van Wick. I don't cease to be amazed. There's one boy that always has a marble head. The ants are beautiful. He got this guy with the mustache. <laughs> and he doesn't say anything. You He doesn't say just as in the bottom marble, he's on the horse. And I look at the scene and I say, I wish I was there on the horse. And you look and you look and they spend millions and tens of millions of dollars. What are they telling you? In case you come in for a cigarette, they'll bang into your head. There's so many cigarettes. You say, the guy could be this tall and skinny. he He says to the lady, he looks up at the counter. He says to the lady, Give me (laughs) a (laughs) mouthful. That he associates with that there. I give you these Mishalim. I give you these Mishalim. Why? Because there you can see clearly. You can see clearly how a person's mind is awake. And, and, And look. Pay attention. I'm not a comedian. I'm not here to make you live. I love to make you live. But I'm not, I'm not here to tell you jokes. But if they can end up in saying to you, this is the Pepsi way. So they say that a person is looking for a death. They're psychiatrists that they pay millions and millions and millions of dollars. That they say every person must have a way. We'll get you to convince you that you should go to Pepsi. Sure, it's a way. But it's a way of chet, not sin. It misses the mark, it misses the goal. You could drink Pepsi, you could drown yourself in Pepsi. You're not gonna get anywhere. <laughs> Besides heartburn, you won't get it. <laughs> You won't get any place. It's not going it doesn't touch the emissive goals of a person. It won't bring you the share. it won't bring you the symmetry, you'll still be in. You'll look yourself in the mirror, you'll be alone in the room, you'll feel a vacuum, a lack. You'll feel asphyxiated as you're no place. Zogtav and he says, Uvederech Hatoi and Loyomot, you shouldn't stand in their way. If it's their way, so we know about Loyolach and Loyomot. Then he comes to a way that's the very other way, the third problem a cynic a cynic I see so many people I talk to people you have no idea how many people I see you know you go out you have to meet people you have to raise money you go you talk to people one of the biggest problems in the world is to speak seriously and honestly to a person I've met people that are so talented and so intelligent. You have no idea. They have such fantastic heads. And you say to the guy, "Brother, let's speak a few honest words. You speak honestly to me. Do you let's talk about the ultimates of reality. It's us that we do talk about." It. You frummies, you this, you fanatics, you medieval, you dark age people, what are you calling me names for? Give me a (laughs) chance. Give me a chance. Maybe I'm saying something right." They cover it up with cynicism, with scoffing, with making fun. Because they don't have the courage to think honestly and to face the the ultimate truths, because if you're going to talk about the ultimate truths, you might have to give up everything, and go on a (coughs) different way altogether. So David HaMovech says, You can't sit in the company of scoffers and scorners, people who are not willing to discuss a leitz. You know the word leitz is a very interesting word, leitz means a cynic, a scorner. it's l- lamet sadik. So somebody once told me, it's an interesting thought, he said the word for shadow in Hebrew is tzayl, tzaddik lamet. he says the word, the, 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 a, a scornor and a skatha is very related to a shadow. He says a human being has a certain dimension, but if you look at a shadow on a certain lines, it's grotesque, it's, it's, it's exaggerated. He says that's a scorner. A scorner will take something and he'll and will make it look so grotesque. It's a caricature. The human being doesn't look that way. It's, he says he acts with the same dynamics as the dynamics of a shadow. Okay. David says the loyhalach, loyama, the loyosh. He says, okay, don't do this, don't do that. We know not to go there and not to go the other thing. What should you do? Where should you go? Where should, where should I go? you know how many people I saw, men and women, young men and young women that agree with me up to this point? Now go with you to this point. Now we? where? Where should we go? It says in the second possible, we'll just learn the second v'loylo. Ki im Hashem, he shouldn't go, he shouldn't, lo yolach, lo what should you do? Ki im b'seirah Hashem chepzoi, chepzoi, the person's desire should be in the Torah of the Rebbein Sholeilam, u b'seirah and in his Torah, the Pashtabshad is the Rebbein Sholeilam's Torah, yege, yeah, yeah, he should think and speak, yom ab'seirah. Now, I want to explain something to you. I'm gonna learn one more passage. And if you'll do this, higher you will be like a tree, shosul, that's planted al palgei moyim, by the shores of water, by the banks of water, that these trees, are superior yitim these trees give their fruits in time for and the leaves of these trees, Olehu, Allah's Yibal, do not wither. And whatever you will do, you will be successful. These two p'sukim go together. David Amalek says that the answer to the problem is one direction that a person has to strive for. The human being, and the Jew especially, in the cosmos, the secret of his symmetry, the mystery of his balance, for him to know how he should be balanced, how he should maneuver himself through the world, there's only one way. Ki in the Torah of the Shalom. the human being, the person is endowed with a mind. Just like in physics we know that an object can occupy two places at the same time, the same thing, the mind can do two things at one time. So Dawalla says for in order for a person to be successful and to find happiness and to find balance in this world, he has to have a khaifetz, a desire. The word khiftsai. Let me explain to you first. I don't know if we'll be able to finish tonight, though. The word khaifetz in Hebrew for desire is a very interesting very interesting word ichth means to desire something to will something And also means an object it's an object you say in Hebrew? as uh, a because objects are created out of the will first you have in your in your will an idea You want to make something and then you concretize it. Then you actualize it and it comes into reality. The goal of the will is the hayfitz. The goal of the will is the reality. The will without a reality is nothing. The fruition of the will, the completion of the will is when it's carried out into a reality. So he says, a person has to turn his gaze towards the Rebbein that through the Rebbein he should have a will that will materialize through the Rebbein I'll materialize my life through the Rebbein Through the Rebbein Shalom's Torah, the Khafeitzen, the realities of my life will come out so, so to speak if i through the bunch without him my life the hafats of them that will come out in my life are going to look like the world looks today you have to understand this point all the realities of a, of a person's life in order for them to have a proper dimension and a proper perspective have to go through the emotions instead otherwise we're lost The actualities of our life, that which we will, has to be filtered through the Torah. The Torah has to crystallize. We have to look in the Torah what to will and what to create. Otherwise, we'll never reach our Oh, it's hard for me to talk. <laughs> it's really... So, who has any questions? I will have to finish. No no, 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 it's very hard for me to meet the, the strain, it's a big strain.